0: just for you so stop looking for podcasts HeardFM fm already found them for you download HeardFM fm on ios and android now hey guys uh, i'm chase uh, i'll be taking care of you today uh, you ready to order
1: double bacon cheeseburger and a side of fries
2: very funny
3: my friend and his high blood pressure will have a mushroom omelet egg whites i'll have the french toast
1: And two mimosas.
3: And two decaf coffees.
1: (sighs) Mushroom omelet, French toast, two decafs. Coming right up. Thank you. You know, it's bad enough that I have to come to this hellhole and freeze my nose hairs off. Now you're going to tell me that I have to do it sober?
3: I am going to tell you.
1: Jesus. Where is this supposed to be anyway?
3: Scenic Chestnut Hill.
1: Yeah, what the hell is that? I see no chestnuts. I see no hill.
3: You now know everything I know.
1: I thought she lived in Philadelphia.
3: Yeah, well, Philly's only about an hour's drive. It's within the margin of error. (sighs)
1: Sort of. It's like saying you're from L.A. when you're really from Calabasas. Is she a Kardashian, Mina?
3: Not last I checked.
1: Then I am not sure why I'm supposed to buy her Fresh Prince imposter bullshit.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, quit stalling. Have you figured out what you're going to say?
1: Yeah, I've got it.
3: Great. Let's hear it.
1: Oh, well, um, I'm gonna start with, you know, hey, have you been? How's it going? Sure, sure. And then I'll go, you remember Mina, right? Okay. And... Then I'll say she's going to be doing all the talking from now on. Here's Mina. Warren. Well, what do you want me to say?
3: How am I supposed to know that? This was all your big Hail Mary idea.
1: this is all so stupid.
3: For once, boss, we are in complete agreement.
1: I can't believe that I'm all the way out and... Goddamn middle-of-nowheresburg, Pennsylvania, just to speak to... Cat! Hey, how are you?
2: What? What the fuck do you want?
0: Tandon Productions presents That Vampire Show. Episode 8, The War of Attrition. Oh,
1: uh, how have you been? Okay, yeah, sure. You, uh, you remember my assistant, Mina?
3: Don't you
1: dare.
2: Yeah, I remember. It's nice to see you again. How have you been? Not great. You? Not great either, no.
1: Okay. <clears throat> In any case, thank you for meeting with us. It's very nice of you to make time in your...
2: <laughs> nice! Warren, nothing in the entire history of our interactions is anywhere even close to the neighborhood where Nice lives. Nothing.
1: <laughs> but?
2: If I'm meeting with you, if I am taking time out of my day to be here in this diner and listen to whatever crap you have to say, it's because you won.
1: We... won.
2: What... exactly... did we win? The war. The war of attrition.
1: What war?
2: A month! A fucking month! You have been calling me for 30 days! You know, most people would take a hint after the first ten days, after the first twenty, but not the brilliant Warren Young. No, he sticks it out for the full thirty. Through Christmas, through New Year's, you were the first call I got this year. That is a lot of calls.
1: I, 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 I I was worried. Is that so bad? Cat, I, I needed to...
2: I'm not done. Because You weren't done, were you? You sent emails, Twitter DMs, physical letters. Who does that? Do you have a life?
1: I don't know if.
2: Oh, but the real deal, the real coup de fuckery, was when you called not me, but my mother.
1: Are you going to help at all?
2: Not with this part. Because then, then you're fucking with where I live. You are messing with the delicate balance of the different parts of my life. Because when fucking famous Hollywood writers are on the phone asking for help arranging a meeting with her daughter, my mother starts asking questions. Questions that may lead her to knowing just how bad and overwhelming and and frankly scary, my life has gotten in the past month because of a stupid TV show and a goddamn retweet from the chuckle fucks who run it. And that is more than I am equipped to deal with right now. So fucking congratulations. You win. You wore me down. If you want to talk that badly and you are willing to schlep all the way out here to do it, fucking fine. Let's hear it. So I ask again, what the hell do you want?
1: Well, there's uh there's there's something I want to ask you about, but first oh, Christ cat.
2: Are you all right? Yep. Peachy. Are you sure? Well, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Ever since that stupid episode aired, every jerk-off with a modem has been out for my blood. And sure, I had the audacity to write a blog post about what I thought about it, but guess what? You didn't need to share it with half the planet. The whole thing probably would have blown over in a week if you hadn't tweeted it out to every Bloodlines fan in existence. Instead... I don't go a full day without some asshole telling me that my dumb brain needs to go die in a dumpster fire or some... Oh! Case in point! Let's see what this new DM says. Um, it's from Young Blooder for life Promising start. Promising start. And it says... <clears throat> I'm surprised you can even hear the television over all that shit taste you have. You should shut your mouth before someone shuts it for you with a brick. That's... that's a solid 5.2 on the online bullshit harassment Richter scale. You know, bad, but not quite a groundbreaker. And I've had quite a few of those in the past little while. All for the unforgivable sin of daring to say that one fucking episode of Bloodlines wasn't the second coming of cathode Ray Jesus. Is that really bad enough that it merits getting crucified in the town square?
1: Of course it isn't. Which is... (sighs) Fuck, Cat. I'm so, so sorry about all of this. This is bullshit. No one deserves to get that crap thrown at them. Never mind someone that just expressed their thoughts about what they didn't like in an episode. Which is not only totally okay... But it's an important part of us making the show better. That's all I was trying to say when I shared your blog post.
3: We were very concerned and saddened by what we saw of the hate that was directed at you, which we can only assume is just the tip of the iceberg. We did what we could to try to discourage the vitriol that was
2: directed at you and... No, that's... You can't... Look, I get what you were trying to do. I saw the statements, I got the Twitter tags with the shows of support from @Bloodlines. whatever. But you can't put out a press release asking nicely and get something like this to stop. It's like trying to stop a shark frenzy by asking them to leave whoever they're feeding on alone. It's not going to work. There's blood in the water. All it's going to do is let more sharks know where someone's bleeding. We know.
3: I mean, we knew. This may shock you, Kat, but we're not absolute beginners. We hoped it would help, but we didn't expect a miracle. It still felt important to say something, and for you to know where we stood. Yeah, well, thanks.
2: I guess.
1: How are you holding up? Holding up? You know, with all of that, with the bricks.
2: I don't even know how to answer that question, man. Like, Twitter used to be the thing I used to distract myself from math homework. And now I find myself hoping we'll get more math homework just so I can keep myself offline longer. I can't concentrate at anything. I keep blowing drills at debate just because I can't speak coherently for more than 60 seconds straight. Every time I even think about where I want to go to college, I have a tiny panic attack. Some of the people in my high school know, which effectively means everyone at my high school knows. So every day I get to play this delightful game of what weird look am I going to get? What strange thing is someone going to have written on my locker? Let's find out. And... God, it is all so stupid. But it gets me. What people are saying about me online. I know what they say. Just ignore it. It's some wacko letting off steam online. Leave it alone. Don't worry about it. But... Christ! Christ! I know it's just some jagoffs online, but but there's these moments when I will be sitting in class and suddenly I'll feel awful, and I don't know what's wrong until I realize I'm shaking, like my entire body is trembling like a leaf just because some idiot said mean things about me online. Fuck. If that's not dumb, then I I don't know what is like. I,
1: A somatic threat response.
2: Uh... What?
1: Somatic threat response.
2: What... What does that mean?
3: Kat, it doesn't matter if your brain understands it's just some asshole online. You understand that chances are nobody's going to hurt you. But your body just read a note saying that someone wants to break your face with a brick. That's going to cause a response, no matter what your conscious brain does.
1: Your heart's going to respond to that. Your lungs are going to respond to that. Your adrenal glands are going to have a field day.
3: And it has nothing to do with being dumb or not being dumb. Nothing. Your body is just doing the thing it does. It can't tell the difference between this and being chased by a tiger. You need to let it process this stuff.
2: You Have you guys been through
1: this?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, have we
3: ever?
1: I mean, Christ. You saw season four of Bloodlines. I don't think I slept more than four hours a night that whole year. And my hands shook for all of it.
3: I typed half his scripts for him, it's true. It got bad enough that even I got some strongly worded messages about how I should, and I quote, Eat Eat a flaming flaming rat rat poison
1: poison sandwich. sandwich. I'll never forget that. Classic.
2: And what do you do? What helps?
1: Whiskey. Ow. (sighs) Right between the ribs. As I was saying, whiskey, taken in moderation, and combined with other self-care methods once you are an adult of drinking age, can be helpful.
3: Yoga, running, meditation, anything that gives your body a place to center itself physically.
1: And if it doesn't get an outlet, sooner or later, it's going to figure out a way to make one. Trust me.
2: Thank you. That's really helpful.
1: Hey, it's the least we can do since it's kind of our fault.
2: <clears throat>
1: kind of my fault. And I am sorry again.
2: Yeah. Alright. Oh, is that uh no that's not me. Is is it It's me. Are are you gonna answer that?
1: No. Nope.
2: Are you sure? Is it not important or It's an exec
1: from the network.
2: Oh that sounds important. Yeah. Really, if you need to pick up, it's okay. I just... It's fine. Well...
1: It's fine, Mina.
2: Is everything all right?
1: Yeah, totally. I just... I'm a little behind on a script.
2: Oh? How behind?
1: Well, I was supposed to hand in the shooting draft to 516 last week, and I... haven't.
2: Handed it in?
1: started it. I... haven't started writing it.
3: <clears throat> oh. Yeah. He's having a real Dan Harmon moment.
1: I thought a Dan Harmon moment was when you triumphantly returned to fix everything that's gone wrong while you were away.
3: No, that's the rare good Dan Harmon moment. You're having one of the much more common bad Dan Harmon moments. Warren, this is breach of contract territory.
2: Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Is this... Is this what this is like? Is it always like this? Do you ever get to, like, feel good? Feel like you made a great thing?
1: It's... it's my job, Kat. Maybe when I was just writing for myself, sure, but now it's, you know, it, it it's fans and it's... network execs and the dozens of people the show employs and... A million people who inevitably won't be satisfied regardless of what I do. Maybe once I'm done with it. If Bloodlines is more good than bad, maybe it'll feel that way. But while you're doing it, it kind of always feels like laying the tracks in front of the train. Which is part of the reason why I wanted to talk to you, Kat.
2: It... it... it is?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was... I was hoping I could ask you some questions about... Luther.
2: You... You want to talk about Luther? Yes. With me? Yes. You want to talk about Luther with me?
1: Got it in one.
2: Would... Would you excuse me for a moment? I need to... I need to use the ladies' room for a moment.
1: Uh, sure.
0: Hey guys, my name is Chase. I'll be taking your order today.
2: The. Fuck. Just. What the fuck? Holy shit, are you alright? Are you okay, or? Oh. Oh. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Sorry, I... (laughs) I didn't recognize your voice. Although, I guess I should have known, right? Who else would be having a bathroom meltdown in this town? (laughs) Yeah, you... you know me. Drama gal. Yeah. You okay, though? Yeah, yeah. It's... too moronic to even describe. You sure? I know that people have been kind of horrific lately. Oh, it, it's... Yeah, I know. So, uh, what's going on? Are you about to make another TV show go off the rails or something? Um... Oh, fuck me, Kat. It's <sighs> not my fault. It's not my fault, I swear. I did nothing. Warren was the one who badgered me into meeting with him and... and and he came all this way uh, uh, and wait wait I'd- a minute. Wait, <laughs> what? Warren? He's He's here in Chestnut Fucking Hill? You're having breakfast with fucking Warren Young? And his assistant? Yeah. Of course you are. Why am I even surprised? What? What is that? Anyway, nice to uh hear you yelling in the bathroom, cat. See you around. Allie! But, awesome. Love this day. There's only been, like, three hours of it, but it is just bringing it. Okay. I have questions.
1: Questions?
2: About your questions. You have questions about the questions? If you want to put it that way, sure. I'm mostly just building up to... what the hell?
1: Just ignore it, cat.
2: I... what? No, look, call me paranoid, but the last time I expressed an opinion about Luther and it got back to you, it turned my life into a very strange, very surreal, very upside-down experience.
1: Which, again, I am very sorry. Shut
2: up. You hated... Everything I've ever had to say about Luther. Like, changed your TV show levels of hatred. Why do you want to talk to me about it now? Oh, you don't know how to land the plane, do you? You did have to throw out your plan for this season, and now you... You don't know how to end it, do you?
1: (sighs) That's... Not exactly the problem. Yes, it is. Okay, fine. Yes, that's exactly the problem. (sighs) Cat, I'm... I'm flailing a little bit. When I wrote the episode with Callum's death, it was... Well, it felt like a shot in the arm of the show. It felt bold and different, but... Suddenly, the power balance is all different. It's always been about... Bex and Callum. Even when Callum wasn't there, it could be about his absence. But now that he's gone, it's... well, it's different, and...
3: And the only character that can really step up to fill that gap is Luther. It's the only choice.
1: It's the choice that the network is making for the show, and...
3: Yeah, well, what choice did you leave them, hmm? You threw out half the scripts they'd paid to get written for this season. You released an actor from his contract. They let you do it because you spun a wild, ridiculous story about your great plan, and now what? You're behind on scripts, which means every department is behind and time is running out. They're worried for the show remaining viable, and you know what? So am I. You weren't stepping up, so someone did.
2: So, Luther is going to be a new
3: lead on the show? Co-lead, yeah. Cameron's going to be number two on the call sheet.
2: Wow. He must be thrilled. He will be, once he gets some scripts.
1: Which is where you come in.
2: (gasps) Oh, Christ. You know, I had this plan. I was going to go to college and just reinvent myself. Shed this skin. I was going to date, you know? Like you're supposed to. And I'd be something. Something new. Different. I'd be who I was supposed to be. Instead of being the nerd who does everything because she doesn't know what she wants to be. But do you know what I never wanted to be? The fandom freak. Because let me tell you, as much as I loved the show, being known as that Bloodlines chick, it fucking sucks. And after you and this stupid contest, I'm probably never going to be able to shake this off. And and now you want me to... to what? Work with you? Help you?
1: Well, it's...
2: Jeez, and you know what's the worst part of it all? Do you have any idea... How heartbreaking it is to meet your heroes. And to have them be you, Warren. To have someone want to twist the thing you love just to show you what they think about your ideas. Can you see how that would make the bad parts of these past few years sting even a little bit more? Where's my apology for that? (coughs) For fuck's sake, just take it.
1: No, I, I, I can't. Just
2: take it.
1: Oh, uh, sure. I'll, I'll be right back.
2: Sorry, I'm, I'm being so melodramatic today. It's been a strange couple of days.
3: Please, I work for Warren. This is far from the worst I've ever had to deal with. So which is it? Huh? Which is it? The dream? The big thing that you want to be instead of... What did you say? The fandom freak? Oh. Uh. What do you want to be instead of Bloodlines Girl? I mean, it sounds like you've got some big plans, right? You don't know, do you? Well, that's okay. What? Yeah, I mean... It's all right. You don't need to figure out what you want to do when you grow up right now. Hell, I don't know what I want to do.
2: You don't. Nah, not yet. But... But you're... You. And you've got this job, and... And I mean, people don't just end up as assistants to showrunners like that. You need... I don't know, training, experience, education. Cat. Do you know what I have a degree in? Film and television? Astronomy. Oh. You wanted to be an astronomer? Eh. I wanted to study astronomy. It felt
3: like the thing for me to do when I was at college. And it was. I loved it. It was interesting and engaging, and it challenged me. But what happened? Nothing happened. I graduated, moved to a different city, got a job. Then I got a different job. And slowly but surely, I kind of ended up doing a different thing. Until I got where I'm at now. And this feels interesting and engaging and challenging. Okay, lately it's very challenging, but you know, you're right. You don't get a job like the one I have in the blink of an eye. But you don't need to start preparing for it in the womb. Oh. If I can give you some advice. You're carrying about 13 different kinds of stress on those shoulders. Get a massage and relax. And then take a week to just think about what you want to do the following day. Nothing beyond that. It'll all be there on the other side. But let yourself be for a bit. You'll land on your feet. Yeah? Trust me. I know a thing or two about pent-up stress.
1: Sorry about that.
2: How'd it go? How are things?
1: Oh, Fine, fine. Yeah? I mean, no, but, you know. Sure. Anyway, Kat, what do you think? Want to help us get the season done? Preferably before the network puts a price on my head? I can give you as many apologies as it takes, I promise.
2: I, look, I'm still very unclear on what exactly you want me to do.
1: I just, I need a perspective, A contrast point, you know? I keep going over the characters and the plot and the outlines we had and, well, I see shapes in the tea leaves, but I don't know how much of it is just me wanting there to be something there, you
2: know? I kinda don't.
1: Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um... Mm. Okay, here's what it is. Dreaming in pairs. You know what that is? No. It's a technique from dream therapy sessions. Basically, well, let's say that I wake up one morning and I know that I had a wild dream. But I can't remember anything about it. All I can remember is that it involved an airplane. Yeah? Sure. So I go down to the kitchen and I find Mina and tell her, hey, I had a dream about an airplane, but I can't remember anything else about it. And then she goes... "Mm."
3: You were flying an airplane over the Sahara Desert. And um, one of the engines caught on fire.
1: And as soon as she says that, my brain goes, Hey, wait a minute. No, that wasn't it. I wasn't flying the plane. I was a passenger. And it wasn't over the desert. It was over the ocean. And the problem wasn't that the engine caught on fire. It was that they realized I hadn't bought a ticket and were going to throw me out. See, our brains are always better when challenged, when they have something they are bouncing off of, when they have a shape they're working against.
2: Huh. That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, right? And you, Kat, you're my dreaming in pairs. That's why that episode came out the way it did, because I wrote it, Bouncing off of you. I saw the way you see Luther, and that helped me see him clearer than I have in years. You see?
2: Uh huh. And now you want to.
1: Just talk for a while. Just about what. what makes him tick. What makes him him. I just want a perspective to. to get unstuck. I need to get out of my head, and I think yours is a good place to start.
2: Got it. Thank you. I think this is probably very flattering in your mind. And also kind of out here in the real world. It's also kind of weird and creepy, but whatever, let's focus on the positive. But, no. I'm sorry. But... I'm sorry, but I think I need to figure out some things on my own right now. I wouldn't be much help to you right this sec. Thank you for the apology, though. And the advice. I appreciate that. It was nice to see you, Kat. Thanks. You too, Mina.
1: I'm not the reason you can't sort out your life, you know. Oh... I'm willing to bet anything, anything, that you were all over the place long before you went to L.A. Even if it didn't look that way until after you got back. I'm right, aren't I? So why focus on all of that? Why not do some good where you know it'll help make a difference? Help me. Help us.
2: You want a perspective, Warren? I'd try AO3. Last I checked, there's about 78,000 on there.
3: Balls. We'll take the check, please.
2: One full week of not worrying. About the future, or college, or anything. Just, what do I want to do tomorrow? What do I want to do tomorrow? What do I want to do tomorrow? What do I want? (laughs) Oh, my God. Seriously, brain, that's what you want. But actually, I don't have a great reason not to do it. Um, <sighs> fine, fine, fine. You win. Irony upon irony. Untitled Bloodlines fanfiction by Cat Wright. Chapter one. It seemed to the uneducated or the uninspired as though Luther had killed Callum. It seemed that way. But reality and appearance only go hand in hand on the most rare of occasions. The truth of what had happened on that cold, rainy night was far more complicated, but also far more fulfilling.
0: This episode was written by Gabrielle Rubina and directed by Marissa Tandon. It featured Lauren Grace Thompson as Kat, Alex Bankier as Warren. Megan Carter as Mina, Gabrielle Adner as Ali, and Justin Schaffner as Chase. Our casting assistant is Kim Roth, and sound design was by Marissa Tandon. Remember, our show doesn't stop after the episode is over. If you want to dive into all of the additional story content online between Kat's accounts and other characters that you haven't heard in the show yet, be sure to visit our website at TandonProductions.com and follow us on social media at ThatVampShow for all of our updates. New episodes are out on Tuesdays.